This is episode 627 for July 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is by ACDC, and it's called Stormy Mayday. I'd never heard this song before, but it's kind of a catchy little tune and appropriate since we're going to be talking about Mayday Parker with uh, her fathers. We've got Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, and our pal Sal, Sal Buscema, on this episode. Uh, Kelly and I interview the three of them, and it is just a pleasure to get those three back together. I don't think we've been together uh, in more than 10 years, so I think it was just a fun interview. I think you're going to enjoy. Before we get there, I want to thank people that made this episode possible. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they said, you know what? We like episodes like this. We enjoy your show. We enjoy your website, so let's help support it. So a big thank you goes out to JR, Robert, Adam, Alex, Charlotte Spider, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, Joshua, Kelly, Laura, Matt, Muhammad, Noah, Walter, Will, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Andrew, Bob, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Eric, Hafskimo. Ira, JB, Jay, John, Curtis, Michael K, Michael2099, Patrick, Ricky, Sailor Sega, Scott, Steven, Stuart, Symbiobro, Thomas, Vinkman, and Nick. Again, they logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And at Perk, they get their name at the top of every episode. They also get exclusive podcasts, only available to Patreon members, like the Spider Satellite episode where we review all the titles that aren't Amazing, like Venom and uh, Scream and Friendly Neighborhood when that was a thing. Also, they get episodes like the uh, Who is Kindred exclusive episode. We broke that down with a flowchart. My goodness. We also did a DVD commentary as we all watched Amazing Spider-Man 2 together. That one is an essential listen. That one's a fun one. Again, patreon.com slash crawlspace. You help support the podcast and the website by logging on there. All right, this is an epic podcast. Tom, Ron, and Sal coming up right now. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to a special episode of Crawl Space. We've got uh, Spider Girl's creators himself, herself, or himself. What I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Wow. What, what an awful intro on my end. Anyway, we've got Ron Friends dressed as Thor. What's going on, Ron? <laughs> Hey, was well met, Brad. <laughs> We've got Tom uh, DeFalco dressed as Tom DeFalco. What's going on, Tom? <laughs> this is how I normally dress. Okay, good. And um, we've we've got Kelly. What's going on, Kelly? Dressed as Mayday. Hi. If I don't laugh, I'll cry at this point. So, oh. hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Sal Buscema on my on the phone right here, propped up with an Aunt May box. <laughs> I've got my phone right here on the top, right next to my microphone. So, hi. Say hi, Sal. <laughs> what the heck is an Aunt May box? Well, this uh, is the doll. Hold on. This is an Aunt, Aunt, Aunt May doll. Figure. Look, there she is. You've got to be kidding. Amazing. Yeah, an Aunt May action figure. I didn't think Aunt May got any action, but she did in this figure. I <laughs> anyway, there you go. We also have Grace dressed in the black suit Spider-Man. Yes. Hey, Grace. Oh, girl. And we have and we have Allison up there in the clone of, right? 
No, this is her original yeah. creation. Yeah. Original it, creation. It's not awesome. April. It's purple. Oh, it's purple, yeah. May. There you go. I love the purple. Very nice. A purple outfit. Thank you. Is that a legit customer, really? Yeah, she's wearing it. It's legit, Sal. She, she made a. She made her recolor because she does uh, fan art. Spider-Man had a purple outfit. There you go. And Allison just had a baby. How many days yes. ago, Allison? Congratulations, Allison. Congratulations. Congratulations. Two weeks ago, and she put on spandex. Two weeks ago, had a baby and put on spandex. That's incredible. That's it. <laughs> you're, uh, you're truly Spider Girl. <laughs> the real hero. The real hero giving birth. None of us fellas can do it. You're truly Spider Girl. That's like, did Sal ever read the book? <laughs> So um, it's, it's been it's been a decade since you know. Yeah. And yet she's it's still, like a decade. And yet she's still <laughs> sixteen, isn't that? There you go. <laughs> so uh, Kelly is our newest member of the crawl space, and uh, when I met her, she is the biggest Spider Girl fan I've ever met. I mean, just and, a little bit, not yeah. not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, talk a bit about, Kelly, how you were introduced to Spider-Girl. Talk about your origin story. Uh, my dad used to take me to the comic book shop every weekend. And it was probably, it was right after my eighth birthday. So it was sometime in 1998. I want to say it was a, the third issue. I think that's what we determined uh, one time. But it was just on the wall. And mm -hmm. I saw, I think it was like the Fantastic Four. But it was Fantastic Five. Five. Yeah, Five. but eight-year-old brain uh, was, you know, I saw all the characters and a girl dressed as Spider-Man. And we got all the back issues and all that because I was just so excited and it was like my birthday present. And she was sporty like me. She had brown hair like me when like a lot of comics at the time were very blonde and redheaded. So I identified immediately and it, I just kept collecting and I went from what was the original run. I basically was eight to 19. So I read it wow. religiously my entire childhood. That's awesome. So <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was a very sweet story. And thank you, Kelly. Uh, my sons who are in college, thank you. And, your son's in college, thank you. <laughs> we we helped put somebody through college by buying Spider Girl. <laughs> so, Tom and Ron and Sal, talk a bit about the long lasting aspects of this character. We're, we're coming up on 20 years, or if not farther, of Spider Girl's longevity. Tom, why don't you talk a little bit about Did you think we'd still be talking about Spider Girl in 2020? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, Spider Girl was supposed to just be a, a one issue story in, in a, in an issue of what if. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I always remember that as we were finishing the, the, the first issue, what, what became the first issue. Ron said to me, you know, this is a pretty fun character. Do you think we can do ever do a sequel? 
And I, I remember saying to, to him, uh, yeah, I don't know, Ron, this is a what-if story. There haven't been that many sequels. You know, maybe in a year or two, maybe, maybe we could go back to this universe. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how things feel a year from now. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I thought it was just going to be a one-shot story. If I may, though. Yeah. Tom was the regular writer on What If at the time. Hmm. And uh, so this was one of the stories he wanted to do. He was nice enough to invite me along. Um, but the one thing that we did a little different for What Ifs, and Tom, Tom did it probably for all his What Ifs, is it was easy for us, having been on Spider-Man together, to kind of say, this is, this is kind of fun. Let's pretend that the book ended when we left back in Rose. <laughs> and this is a new, you know, we're going to get all the, the old band back together. We're going to get all the actors back together and check in with these guys now after all these years. And we did make a lot of decisions based on serious concerns, like supporting characters that had legs that could contribute their own backstories and, uh, you know, the whole take on on May Day was as a, a, a well-drawn character in that she was friends with the, the, the geeks and she was friends with the jocks and uh, she was always torn between those two groups. And as she discovers her powers and discovers a, a way to bring her physicality and her uh, mental acuity together, intelligence together, this is a new discovery for her. And this, this she finally feels whole, like she doesn't have to deny one half of her uh, as Spider-Girl. And all, no, all of those things are not always on the table in a what-if story. Peter Gillis wrote some fantastic what-if stories back in the day. I was fortunate enough to draw one or two of them. But... For the most part, especially in that second wave of what-if stories, it was a lot of, um, what if everything happened exactly the way it did in the 616, but everybody dies? Yeah. <laughs> that, that had become kind of the lazy what-if story. You right. Know? Uh, let's do the Phoenix uh, saga, but everybody, but the, but the universe gets destroyed. You know, let's, let's do this Wolverine arc, but at the end, everybody blows up, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, we weren't interested in doing that. We were, you know, we weren't interested in having Spider-Man go out in a blaze of glory. We were very interested as fans of the character uh, uh, to uh, explore Pete as a father and that legacy aspect of it. I mean, people ask me all the time, why can't you just bring, in fact, Tassana occasionally would suggest just bringing Mayday to the 616. Mm. If you just put Mayday to the 616, you're leaving behind the family aspect of the book, yeah. which is the heart of the book. I mean, the, yeah. the, the legacy dynamic and the, uh, the family dynamic are the heart of the, t uh, the title. So it, it wouldn't work to just have her, you know, as a 16 year old, get, yeah. get sent to the 616 and have to what, you know, get adopted by J. Jonah Jameson or something like that. <laughs> yeah. it, sounds, it sounds like I'm disparaging other female Spider-Man characters. And they didn't no. Sorry. <laughs> it was actually I mean, somebody's I idea. I shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I sorry. I do want to say to you though, like one of the reasons why I identified so hard is like my dad is now retired, um, GBI. Uh, so I was so used a large part of like with Peter working with the uh, NYPD and you know kind of in the CSI and investigative stuff, and I was so used to being around that 
and having that dynamic with my own father, especially growing up, that like that resonated with me and I identified with it. And it's without that, I don't know if I would have identified with Mayday wow. as hard as I did right. because there is that fi family dynamic. And Allison Grace, can we just call it right now and say Kelly <laughs> is gay? <laughs> is that okay? Uh, Jim Jim Salakrop just wrote in Kelly, you look like Ron and Sal drew you. It's only only much much better. I mean, I it, a lot of it's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and and Kelly, you can't talk about what the character means to you. Why you want to talk any more about why what this character? I mean, this is you fell in love instantly with this this character. Yeah, I, well, I fell in love instantly because I identified with her. But the reason I kept being a fan is because of the stories and the world mm -hmm. building and the fact that it felt genuine and it didn't feel forced. And I know it's now I feel like old man yelling at cloud when I look at the newer <laughs> comics and things just don't feel as complete and at, with yeah. any and a lot of times they don't have as much heart. And it's really the stories because like I know I can read a story that I read at 10 years old today at 29 and I'll see something a little bit differently but it still means something and it still can teach a lesson. I've I've been reading Spider-Girl with my 5-year-old nephew. Um and I know we have a you know a few others um that are listening in that have started reading reading it to their kids. I'm one of the biggest proponents of when my fan uh, my friends have little kids, I'm constantly like pushing spider girl on them because i really feel like it it's got it's it's got lessons to to show without mm -hmm. being too preachy yeah. and i uh, i enjoy tom, having tom that in my life what ron tom can be preachy well you need you need more direct than most I, I need more direct preaching than most <laughs> Hey, let me get Sal's opinion. Sal, why do you think this character resonates so much all these years later? Well, I think, you know, the Spider-Man persona has got to have something to do with it. Uh, having a female version of, of Spider-Man is uh, fantastic. And I, yeah. it's, it's really the only thing that I can think of. Yeah. But um, I don't do much speaking lately, so... Sal's <laughs> right. I, I don't think the book would have been the same or as successful if it didn't involve Pete, Mary Jane, yeah. um, it, mm. to the extent that it did, that it was about the family unit. Yeah. Because older fans were aching to grow up, have Pete grow up with them, and it gave yeah. that entree into a world that they were never going to see in the 616 right. of Pete as a parent. And that, that, so the older fans could identify with it, and the younger fans, like Kelly, identified with May Day. Right. How, how cool would it be to have Spider-Man be your dad? You know, uh, yeah. the way it was structured because Tom's a genius was that, <laughs> was that maybe it finds out at the same time the reader does, and you get to experience it with Mayday finding out that you know my dad, who was just that guy who went off to work and made something called hotcakes. Um, with Spider-Man, was a superhero, you know. Yeah. And, uh, there, there have been a couple of projects like that that have come up recently that, you know, we we were 
slightly ahead of the curve on some of that, I think. And uh, I, I think that's what clicked. I really do. I mean, we were definitely a success because of the love of Spider-Man that's out there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A, legacy. A, a lot of, a lot of older Spider-Man readers really objected to the fact that um, Peter didn't accept the idea of Mayday being a superhero right away. Hmm. Um, I'm a long time to, you know, adjust to that concept. Yeah. But, but I kind of felt that that's how any f real father would be. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of fans thought, hey, wait a minute, he was the superhero. He should. He, he should be very happy that his daughter's, you know, going out and risking her neck. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. as a father, there's a lot of things I did in my youth that I don't want my daughter to do either. So I, yeah. I totally get it, Tom. You hypocrite. Oh, I yeah. know, exactly. I, I, I'm over here. Yeah. No, I'm over here. You, <laughs> you know, I, I've confessed this before that a lot of Spider-Girl, I actually stole from my from my brother and his, and his daughter, my niece, um, I, I stole whole conversations. Mm. Um, um, and I remember one time my, my niece uh, was thinking about maybe becoming a cop. Now, she was in high school at the time. Mm -hmm. and she said, you know, I think, Dad, when I grow up, I want to be a cop. And my brother was, was beside himself with this concept that his daughter would put himself put herself into danger as a, as a policewoman. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, pointed out to him that when he was, uh, you know, as, as soon as he became 18, he joined the army and went to Vietnam. And he said to me, well, the difference was I knew what I was doing. She's too young. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, and I, at some point I did steal those lines, which I yeah. stuck into a spider girl story because I think that like, like you said, Brad, yeah. you know, when we were young and stupid, we yeah. did many young and stupid things. We try to protect, you know, no doubt. your children. I tried to protect my nieces and nephews from doing the same stupidity that I did. Mm -hmm. it never works. <laughs> so um, the other question I want to talk about, I'm going to pull this up on this. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite storylines? Tom, why don't you talk about some of your favorite storylines? I've got, uh, let's see here. There we go. I've got the covers up on the screen now. What what's something oh, that comes to your mind that's your favorites? This is great. I, I I have no idea what's what's in any of those books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, I might can, be able to help. <laughs> I just saw what I actually remember. Okay, which one? Okay. Um, the, 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 I think it was the girl fight one. Was that? Oh, that, oh yeah. That's that actually that's a really good Father's Day. Issue yeah, fifty one yeah. or eighty one, yeah. There, there are a couple that that you know that I remember with fondness. Um, that one, I remember a story with that where it starts out. Spider Girl is tied to a chair, and mm -hmm. normally has captured her. Spider I guess she's Girl twenty seven. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but there, there you go. There, right there. She's tied to a chair. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, and she manages to uh, end the goblin, you know, uh, spider war uh, by talking him down. Yeah. Um, there, there was also another one where we dealt with, um, with uh, uh, you know, uh, abuse. 
Um, uh, some girl, some girl's uh, you know, boyfriend was beating her up. Kelly, what yes. issue? <laughs> um, it's the girl that fell from Earth. I cannot remember the issue okay. number, but it says that on there. But okay. but some some of those, you know. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It does come back in amazing. Um, the character is in a few. It's an ongoing situation with her. Yeah. Yeah, Tom. What yeah. was that character's name? Suddenly, a game show. Eighty-nine. There you go. Right there. You would think the Falco would be a great phone a friend if you were doing Spider Girl trivia. He is not. <laughs> he is not a good trivia. Neither am I, unfortunately. Actually, um. The girl who fell from Earth is a very important issue to me, uh, for personal reasons, and I, I really like to this day, like as an adult, kind of tear up when I read it a lot. Me too. Because I identify with it. Um, so I thank you guys for writing that issue. Honestly, yeah. wow. that, like was that was something that we built to for a while. We we had a lot of conversations uh, of how that dynamic between it, it started out with the simple idea of the scene in the bathroom. And what, what was that character's name, Cal? Otherwise I'm just going to sit here. I, I can't, yeah, I can't think of it. Either. Sorry. Like I'm, I, I do have fangirl brain going on. Um, so <laughs> I'm not. Bob, do you have any of your books handy? Um, what was it? Allison? Oh, sorry. There's, there you go. Yes, there's Allison and Grace. Uh, I can. Okay, yeah, I don't. I don't have the books. I don't have the books here. Yeah. In the department. So anyway, one second. One I mean, second. As Which you keep talking, I'll find 89? it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, eighty nine. We, we had talked about that that uh, that scene. It all grew out of that scene because Tom and Pat had done several scenes where Mayday got bruised during the course of a fight and. MJ would help her with makeup and everything to cover bruises. And Tom and I were talking about May Day and her dynamic or everyday existence in school. And one of us just thought if somebody saw her doing that, the assumption would be that there was some kind of, a, of, of abuse going on because she wasn't on the basketball team anymore and all that kind of stuff. And we, so we came up with this one. It all grew out of this one scene where this uh, this other girl sees Mayday reapplying her makeup, and says, "Your dad or your boyfriend?" And then immediately regrets that she opened the door for this conversation. And Mayday realizes what this girl just said, and won't let it go. Yes. Uh, and it, it was a, a slow burn for in the background of several issues as Mayday tried to get through that wall. And uh, I thought, you know, I mean, Tom is a structure writer and uh, he's very good at slow burn and letting something be a B or a C story before it comes into the main mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. And we finally, when we had a discussion about it's time to pull the trigger and bring this up to the fore, mm -hmm. it was something that we both took incredibly seriously. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we did a lot of research. Yeah. We and, and we didn't want to cheat. We didn't want to cheat the moments where, you know, we could involve Spider-Girl and all that. And it really wasn't a Spider-Girl story. I don't think Mayday's in costume for any other issue. 
Um, no, she does go like because um, in '89, it's right after um, one of the either last uh, last planet or last world standing. I'm not entirely sure, sure what um, which one it was, right. but after after it's right after that miniseries where she she has a broken arm. And in 89, she goes after, and it's Sandra. Benjamin Herman is correct in the comments. Uh, it's Sandra. Her name is Sandra. And it yeah. basically may get so mad after seeing Sandra in the hospital that she goes after the boyfriend. And that, that was one of my favorite also scenes. Also, show anger, yeah. but ultimately does not. It was, it was, it was one of my favorite scenes early on, though, because Tom also dealt with the dynamic of Mayday making it worse and mm -hmm. escalating it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because at one point the boyfriend takes a poke at, at Mayday and she catches his hand and cracks it, yeah, and, and threatens him. And yeah. of course he runs to Sandra and tells his version of that. And it, you know, it, it was it was a wonderful back and forth as a as a B and a C story for for months before yeah. we got to uh, to it coming to a boil. And then when it finally did, it involved Courtney and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was something I'm very proud to have been a part of. Hey, Tom Fabrizio from Italy says, happy birthday. Yeah, happy and birthday. We were, we to, oh, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Tom yeah. He's 35. He's 35. <laughs> <laughs> he said he met you at... Hit the big one. Hit the big one is what Tom said. <laughs> uh, Fabrizio says he met you in Italy in Luca so many years ago. I remember him with a great beard and many books under his arm, is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Luca, yes, <laughs> that's uh, that's one of one of the times when I did one of one of the things that proved that that I am the stupidest man in the world. <laughs> um, I've heard the, the term, uh, so I'm going to check. Yeah. I haven't heard from Sal. Sal, do you have a favorite storyline from Spider Girl that you remember? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. The, the phone's uh, going haywire here. It's a, I think it's, it's close. I think it's probably close to a speaker. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, What's, actually, I've had it that way for quite some time. Then all of a sudden, I'm sorry to get it. It's okay. What, what, uh, you, what was your, um, oh, just your favorite uh, Spider Girl stories that you worked on, Sal. What's your favorites? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never oh, read like that. Hey. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> Come on, Ron, are you trying to scare us or what? Let me change the name. <laughs> Fantastic. The cap. Um, there you go. Hold on. I, I, there you go. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing the Child Within. That was uh, Child Within. That was uh, very cool. I thought that was uh, some great writing and uh, penciling on the part of uh, Tom and Ron. And uh, actually, the what I started aching it was when the book really went through the roof. So, uh, so you know, take that for whatever you think it's worth. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Don't I kid. Serious. <laughs> uh, and, and Adam says he's just here for Ron's cosplay. Actually, <laughs> Jim Salakrop's in the house. I want to hear Tom's story about how he's the stupidest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. There are way too many, way too many examples. But um, the Luca convention, uh, you know, obviously in, in Italy, 
Um, the convention um, was supposed to run, I think, three or four days, but the first day uh, they kept delaying the opening of it. And there were people waiting outside for hours. Um, and I thought, you know, this, this is terrible that these people are waiting online for out, you know, hours. So um, we had a bunch of uh, Spider-Man posters. And I got hold of Mark Bagley, who was also at the convention with me, and said, let's go out and give these, you know, you know, give people some posters. So we walked outside. They, they opened the gates. They let us get out. Um, and we had these armfuls of posters. And the next thing I knew, we were completely surrounded. <laughs> and I'm handing out posters like crazy. I lost Bagley. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to get crushed here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how stupid could I be walking into a crowd and handing out posters? <laughs> Finally, all the posters disappeared out of my arms. And then somebody shoved a marker in my hand because he wanted it to sign. And naturally, everybody wanted all these things signed. Oh, man. So I, I'm, I just started signing posters like crazy. And, and at one point, I bumped into somebody, and I realized it was Bagley. So we stood back to back signing posters. <laughs> we were out there for about three and a half hours. Uh, finally, funny. signed all the posters and that sort of stuff. And then they wouldn't let us back into the convention. <laughs> oh, man. Man. So we went out to lunch and uh, had a few drinks, and that's the end of the story as far as you're concerned. That's funny. Let me hear from Allison and Grace, too. Allison, what's yeah. your favorite Spider-Girl story uh, in the run? Oh, man. Um I think one of my favorites is from um, uh, the Amazing Run, where uh, she uh, it was with Carnage, and uh, he had kidnapped her little brother. Benji, yeah, to, you know, with Benji had to save him, and then ended up messing up his hearing, and then just felt so guilty about it. And yeah, that was good. They obviously ended up being okay, but I really liked that one because I have little, I have siblings too, so I. Kind of, that kind of resonated with me. Like, what would I do in that situation? How bad would I feel? <laughs> would you have deafened your little uh, brother? That was that was my idea. Oh, you're, you're, you're evil, friend. Evil. Oh, <laughs> the idea of using Reverb's uh, sound device from from police lockup to to defeat. Carnage, and you're always looking for you know some kind of secondary drama to have happen and everything. And uh, you know, uh, I suggested that. And then when Tom saw the page where Benji's sitting there and he seems fine, but then you see the blood dripping out of his ear, oh, up and went, "You are." I think I it's awesome that. that we have three Spider Girls in the room, and everyone wants to know about Friends's costumes. Yeah, <laughs> they can Hulk out next. Uh, <laughs> is this cap uh Moln how do you Molnir worthy? Can you hold the hammer? Mjolnir, yes. There you go. By the way, you drew that back in yeah. Thor. What was it like to see that on the screen with Cap holding the hammer in the movie? Oh, by the time 
it, it was because a lot of people emailed me and called me. I didn't see the movie for a while, and everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, you're gonna like this scene!" Oh yeah. And uh, I finally realized what they must be talking about, just because of the way the characters were evolving in yeah. the movie. And I said, "I mean, but is there a pile on?" And then he does the thing and uh, all that. And they said, "Well, no." And I said, "Well, you know, he's actually lifted the hammer half a dozen times since we did the original." Yeah. So the the scene in the movie was actually more similar to like one that Stuart Emerman did during some other link and all that kind of stuff. It, it's just like with the first Avengers movie when you see the uh, helicarrier come up out of the water. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we did that first in a Hercules miniseries that nobody read. Remember, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I found out that they also did it in uh, Ultimate Avengers. Uh -huh. um, you know, more recently to the film. So I, there's every reason to believe that Joss Whedon saw it there or came up with it himself and not that he was one of the three people that read that Hercules miniseries. <laughs> Let's hear from Grace. Grace, your favorite Spider-Girl stories. What, what do you, what's your faves? Oh, no. Well, it should I'm be. Like, the rhythm. We're all running together. So I'm going to do a cop out and say the first time the black suit got <laughs> Oh, of first time the black suit. What I was going to say when yeah. she was with black tarantula. Exactly. <laughs> Even the new suit makes a whole new tone to the book too, which was interesting. Grace, hold up your web shooters. When you held your hands up, those look so cool. Oh yeah, very cool. Yeah, the is actually silver too. Correct. Yeah, it's silver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice. it's like a holographic silver. She sewed it. Here, I'll I'll full screen. She her. came up to me. Are. You see, nice. she came. Looks, looks she awesome. came up to me and with her full mask on and poked me on the back at Dragon Con, and I just turned around and instant. And it was because she knew, since I was in Spider Girl, I would instantly know she was Spider Girl. And I had debuted my black suit the night before, and both of us bonded over the fact everyone keeps calling us Venom. Yeah. Hey, we got and Anthony. I get mad. And even Brad, even Brad sorry. said that it was a symbiote. Yeah, I'm sorry. Multiple Brad. times, Brad. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to take that from Captain America. <laughs> take it from Captain America. In fact, yeah. I would say at this moment, you are America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's a compliment. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, let's see what I'm going back to my notes, Kelly. Let's see. Uh, okay. any changes, I mean, got... changes. You want to talk about changes? Well, can I make one? Can I make one comment about, yes, uh, about Grace's uh, favorite storyline? Yeah. Do you remember? We, we got in. I don't remember who the editor was at the time. Was it the guy that I think it was the guy that didn't understand why the book was still being published. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll call him the editor who shall remain nameless. <laughs> Before we were blessed with uh, Molly Laser and Nicole Wiley and and, uh, and and some later editors, but remember they 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 wanted the black costume, and they wanted they just wanted well just have uh, Black Tarantula give it to her, hmm. and 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 Tom, you anybody who's a fan of this character has to understand how much Tom over the years has defended this character. And and who she is and the choices she would make and all of this. And sometimes, you know, the editors want something to happen. You know, we don't care how you do it. Just do it. And Tom will 
twist himself into a pretzel to give the editor what they want without compromising the characters in the story. And that was one of those examples where Tom was going, I don't know, what do you think of this? What if she gets the costume, but it's like a double blind where she's trying to make Black Tarantula think that he's influencing her, but she's really not. And, not, you know, and I'm like, Tom, whatever gets you through the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure whatever you're thinking is going to it's going to play. You know, it's it's going to play well. And uh, but that was one of those moments where you know editorial edict was handed down, and their simple answer was too simple. It would it wouldn't have worked for Mayday as the character that was established. So uh, and it was Tom jumping through hoops to make it happen. But you know we have to jump through these hoops because whichever character you're dealing with, you. you you have to treat that character as totally real. And, and, and you know, you, you have to, you know, embrace the integrity of the character because otherwise the stories are going to, they're going to read like, like stories or they're going to read like video games. They're not going to read like pieces of the character's life. And you want every comic book to be a Long yeah. conversation. This is Joe Buscema. I'm going to hang up, but I wanted to say hi to Ron and Tom. Hi. <laughs> hi. Love you. Hey, Joe. Joan, you always have our greatest sympathy. Okay. <laughs> hi, Joan. I guess Sal's done. Sal, it's been Am a pleasure. Oh, no, I thought you guys oh, no. were. Oh, Joan's just leaving. Okay. Yeah, I give Joan credit. <laughs> I, I give Joan credit for even being here to, to begin with. Oh, Joan, it's, thank you for putting up with Sal. I'll stay up past nine o'clock, Brad. Man, Kemp, you're, you're sassy tonight. <laughs> um, where were real quick before I go to the Kelly thing? We're going to show off a little bit of what Kelly did in May. Any changes oh. that you guys would do in the in in the book? Anything? Let's hear from Sal. We haven't heard from Sal. Any anything you would have changed differently? No, Probably the writer. Doing. <laughs> no. Tom says he would have got a different writer. <laughs> well, there's, there's that to consider, I guess. <laughs> Tom, what would you? Anything you'd change? In, in the, um, I. It's it's easy to know. play Monday morning quarterback, I know, but well, I, you know, I, I, I can make a, a confession here, just to you know, we're, we're all friends here, so I'm going to make a confession. You're ready. To um, go. Whenever I'm I'm writing something, I I try to put my myself a hundred percent into it, and then once I turn it in, I try never to look at it again. Oh, uh, I've I've. I've begged Ron over the years to never look at the published work because I've told him all it can do is depress you. Because mm. um, anytime we look at our published work, we, we see all these mistakes that we made and all these ways that we, you know, really failed to, 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 to get our message across. Um, so, you know, the reason why I can't re remember a lot of the stuff is because once I wrote it, it, it it's gone. It's, it's out, out there. there. Yeah. That's, a I, I, That's a real downer. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, anything you do differently? 
Well, besides wear that Captain America mask. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have maybe wearing a Captain America mask at all times. <laughs> no, actually, yes, because I, I even though Tom has always told me never read the published books and uh, don't make yourself crazy, I tend to make myself crazy. So during Spider Verse, I was crazy a lot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So when we did, uh, when we got to do that little backup with uh, Mayday and, and the other Uncle Ben, yeah, you know, we kind of played devil's advocate and we played a little bit with. If we're talking about uh, multiple universes, if we're talking about you know uh, uh, multiple realities, how do we know this is our Mayday? Because you know uh, the writer of that uh, epic. Uh, left us, well, he left us several little holes. Good. The storytelling that gave you know, he said, well, "Let's have some fun with that. Let's let's have some fun with the idea that you know, we we threw out the the, the point there that she said, you know, uh, I'm I'm hoping that there's a May Day out there that's waking up this morning and having wee cakes with her family and her little brother, and yep. I'll be fighting for her. You know that kind of thing. Uh, and I enjoyed opening that possibility. Now, when we did Spider Island and we did the longer serial with Spider Girl in the back, we wanted to embrace what those other vicious, terrible, dark people had put girl through. Yeah, and we we wanted to address it as we would address it if it were our character. So we didn't play those kind of games, and we just dealt with the emotional impact of, of what was going on with the character. So. Have I thought about, you know, what would happen if we got the call tomorrow? Yes, because we would have to get a new writer because Tom's forgotten how to write. <laughs> one of those things that he's admitted to me in private and needs to be said. So, you know, after I talk to uh, Mark DeMattis and uh, get him on board and uh, get him on retirement, we should be fine. But anyway, <laughs> so yes, I've thought about things. But what's yeah. interesting is... At the end of what was the last Spider Geddon or something like that? Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that goes into a question I had because that's all I got off Reddit. I asked yeah. people what was right. going on, and that's it. like literally 10, 15 people all asked me to ask you guys what your thoughts were on Spider Geddon. Well, I didn't read it, and I, don't, I know Tom didn't, right, Tom? Sorry, did yeah. not read. I mean, so I didn't read it. I went online and I asked a couple of friends of mine yeah. a private message. So uh -huh. where where were we left with the whole thing? And I was able to go online and find the the one panel with the hand coming up. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah. I mentioned that to Defunco, and I and, and Tom's reaction was, oh great, because if we ever get called back on Spider Girl, now we don't have to mention it at all. <laughs> you know, we, we can have like, I'm fine with that. We can have in the kitchen, you know, talking about well after what happened last year. Let's not let's not talk about what happened last year. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah, up? Give, what's Dad, up give me a hand with these wheat cakes. There you go. That's how you yeah, start. Exactly. So you know, <laughs> there, there are one or two things that I I play through on, but we might, if ever given the opportunity, we may never have to actually deal with any of that. You know. I mean, there's still the extraneous something yeah. running around, you know, things like that. That, that uh, No, I, I actually, um, the Uncle Ben died in Web Warriors. There you go. We're done. Don't have to deal with that. Clean slate. So if, if anybody is watching this debacle right now, 
Let's do Spider Girl again. We no, got no. We, we, <laughs> the deck's clear. Let's go for yeah. it. And, and you know, I, I don't know if this is true, but uh, I, I hear as a writer, do you not leave the character in kind of the default mode for the next guy? I mean, Spider Girl, as in that Spider Geddon story, was not left in the default mode. <laughs> she was once the hand came up. Oh well, yeah, that's, that's true. Their way of saying so yeah, everything's back to normal. The killing off the dad, Peter Parker, just that was well, a gut punch. Spider Girl fan. Yeah, and then, then they fixed it by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, there there are guys who create, and there are guys who don't. Um, <laughs> and um, oh, here we go. Never mind. I don't want to go in that that direction. <laughs> I, was, I was afraid. I was afraid we were going to go somewhere darker. It's the room you're in, there, Tommy. Darker than the room you're in. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> in the old days, while we were on the block, yeah, there were several editors that wanted us to kill Pete and Mary Jane. Oh, they, it was ridiculous. How long? Every time the new editor came in, they said, "Hey, we've got a great idea for a story. You kill Peter." And Mary Jane. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Say, okay. Yeah. Then what do you do the following month? In fact, that first that first annual that that you did with Pat with Sal Inc. was you kind of you know going one of all American one of these uh, to the editors uh, because it had her it had them both dead on the cover and it was you know the the debut of Misery and everything. Uh, but yeah, because they that was it was ridiculous. I can't tell you how many the new editoritis on Spider Girl was always the same yep. pattern. It was a, either kill Pete, kill Mary Jane, bring her to the six one six. Yeah, you know it was all kind of the same the same type of things. And uh, I, I, until we got to like Nicole Wiley and Molly Laser, because they would quite often say, "We need a boost." Yeah, what have you got? Mm -hmm. And they would ask us. To, to, I mean, the, the one time was uh, more obvious than others. It was we, we never intended to do the Hobgoblin in uh, in Spider Girl. We did the uh, the the Fifth Avenue Phantom episode, the the Phantom uh, fashion episode, and we used Daniel Kingsley because of his connection to the fashion industry. But and we did a little flashback shot of the Hobgoblin, and the drums started beating with the fans that oh they're going to do Hobgoblin. No, we weren't. But By then the our editor called and said, we need something to jack sales. And we sat and talked about it. And, and it, one of us said, I don't know, maybe we just need to pull the trigger on Hobgoblin. That could be fun. Yeah. So we pulled the trigger on Hobgoblin. And we got some good stories out of it, I thought. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, Allison and Grace had some questions. Uh, who, who would like to go first? Uh, yeah. Allison, you want to go? You just gave birth. I, you're, you're a hero in my book. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, and it's not so much about the comic book, but I was wondering um, if if Mayday were to be part of the MCU universe and be in the movies, is there anybody that you guys would like to see play her? Any one of you three guys. Any one of you three. That's what Tom said. That's awesome. Yeah, any, anybody. <laughs> yeah we, we really wouldn't have to go too far with this screen right now to find somebody. Uh, you know, it, it, I, my answers are always very different than what people expect. And I don't know the actress's name. Uh, did you ever see Last Man Standing, the Tim Allen, the last Tim Allen sitcom? Mm -hmm. 
The, the mm -hmm. actress who played the middle sister, not not the not the fashionista, the middle sister who ended up getting going into the military. Here, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, go, um, I'll, I'll Google it. Hold on. Oh gosh, what's her name? Here, there's the last man stand. Is it yeah. this girl, it's Caitlin? Caitlin Deaver. Okay, let me pull her up. Hi. Because she oh. is there. a young woman. You know, I mean, there, there's there, it. it Mayday doesn't need to be ravishingly beautiful. She's not Mary Jane and she's not Pete. She's, she's, you know, she's got an energy to her, but uh, she shouldn't be necessarily the most beautiful person in the hallway. I mean, that would, that was DeVita. You know, DeVita was the one that got all the attention. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that was, I just liked the way she played that character. She was just very straightforward as that character. And I, I would see that. Uh, when we were actually back doing the book in the olden days, uh, the young woman who played the voice of Kim Possible, I saw yeah. her. I saw her on some TV movies. That's oh, yeah. as interesting as, as May Day. But I'm oh, yeah. Googling as we speak. Uh, uh, Christy Carlson Romano. Yes. Yeah. Is her what's name. Her, what's her uh, name? Gosh, when I was amazing. Christy Carlson Romano. Um, when I was trying to be a child actress and gave up because I was a child and decided I wanted to go see Lizzie McGuire with my friends, then go to an audition. Um, <laughs> I was always, I was always typecasted as Christy Carlson Christy, Romano. Christy Carlson Romano type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. I was always that type because she was Ren from even Stevens. That's oh. it. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So, but, you know, so, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things. I, I With Peter Parker, it's always been unknowns or relative unknowns. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's always a smart way to do it and uh, uh, because you want to see the character. I mean, the, the, going all the way back to when they cast Christopher Reeve as Superman. He's an unknown, yeah. They didn't want you to see Paul Newman in tights or, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. They wanted you to see Superman. They wanted you to see Clark Kent. Yeah. Well, that's always the way you have to go with those yeah. kind of things. Tom, who would you like? Do you know an actress that would be a good Spider Girl? I I really haven't thought about it in in years. Um, you know, twenty years ago, uh, Ron and I used to talk about um, uh, was it Mandy Moore? Um, Mandy Moore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you I, used I, Ron. You that, used a lot of her there you go. Uh, photos and reference work, didn't you? Yes. When she had her hair cut short. Yeah. I caught that as a kid and cut my hair like that at 13. Oh, so, like, like that one right there? Thanks. The, uh, the, the outfit she's wearing when she first cut her hair and shows up at the door in the Mary Jane position, mm -hmm. that was uh, that outfit was even something <laughs> I saw in Mandy Moore in a magazine. So Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah, I, I, she was definitely an early inspiration. Mm -hmm. Sal, you got any famous celebrities that you play Mayday? Yeah, Marjorie Maine. Marjorie Maine. <laughs> There you go. There's Mayday. She was old when she was 12. Well, all, now all I've got is pictures of Maine. <laughs> and a dog. What's up with the dog? Oh, a puppy. There's a puppy. Oh. I don't know, Sal. That doesn't oh, look no. Like now we're... Oh, goodness. 
We, Brad, we need to get, we need to uh, take away your Google privileges oh, for a little bit. <laughs> was Marjorie Maine Ma Kettle? I just got a text that said Marjorie Maine was Ma Kettle. Sal, was Marjorie Maine Ma Kettle? Yes. Yes. There you go. There you go. There you go. Ron, you're dating yourself. Don't forget to pay for dinner. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was a that was a dear friend of mine. Old movies. So. Okay. Uh, I, was born, I was born. There you go. Ago, so. Allison, got some other questions for him. That was a good one. That got some good googling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, look right behind you Ron is a black cat cameo. There's a black cat right over your shoulder. That's Sprinkles. That's Sprinkles. Sprinkles. My kitty cat. Awesome. This is the best name for a cat. There's a, a little girl <laughs> named May. M-A-E. Named her Sprinkles. <laughs> um, and well, Alex, you don't have any other? Grace, you got some that you'd like to ask the three? I got a question. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I don't know how much you guys read new Marvel stuff, but how do you think Mayday paved the way for some of the new young female superheroes like Squirrel Girl or Miss Marvel? Because it's only just now coming around where they're actually fleshed out young female superhero character comic books ever since Mayday, at least. I'd, I'd like to think we can take all the credit for anything. <laughs> <like> success. <laughs> <laughs> That's the an answer, Tom. Come on. Well, I, no, no, I, I think that's a great answer, Ron. You know, yeah. Well, if not, if not Marvel, 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 I don't want to have anything to do with that answer. When the time comes for incentive payments to be passed out for any <laughs> successful female character, like the Spider Gwen, I hear so much about. Oh yeah. You know, I think some uh, some dues should be paid to. Uh, to old war horses like Tom and I for Spider. No doubt. No doubt. Well, um, anything else, Grace, you want to ask? That was the only question I have. I wanted to bring up too, because it, it tied into Spider Girl in a weird way. Back in the day when uh, we were working on Spider Man back in the 80s before right. anybody except Tom on this screen um, was born um, when we were doing Spider Man. How old are you, Brad? 45. I was around. Okay. All right. Uh, Don't brag. Anyway. Uh, Sal has oh, socks on. People would ask me. No ties. Sorry, Sal. People would ask me who I thought should play Peter Parker. Okay. And back in the day, you used to get all kinds of weird answers. You used to get like Ray Liotta, you know, when yeah. young Ray Liotta, things like that. And I, there was this young actor on a show called Bosom Buddies. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, that I thought would have been a terrific Peter Parker because, you know, as it turned out, he was a terrific dramatic actor. He could play the comedy with Jameson. And I thought he looked like a, I mean, with a haircut, he looked like a Ditko Peter Parker. And he was always my first choice for that character at the time. And, and then years later, Tom and I are working on Spider Girl, and I see a picture of Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, at, a, at some Hollywood event. And he had grown a beard for, I think, for um, Castaway. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's Mary Jane. So it's awesome. somebody lost a real opportunity <laughs> in hiring Tom Hanks back in the 80s 
And well, then we could have had our Spider-Girl movie. Ron, it just so happens the conversation is happening right now. He's talking to Tom Holland. <laughs> I saw that clip on Graham Norton. Yeah. Oh, Graham Norton. oh, my God. Brad. <laughs> so I need to look for Tom Hanks Brad. with a beard. Hold on. Oh, Ellie, I'm going down the rabbit hole. Hold See, now, now we got Brad started on Google. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. There you go, Ron. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Well, it's not, it's all white. Oh, my God. Yeah, there the you go. There's Peter Parker on the bottom yeah. line. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. I, it's, you know, it was way before it was white when he was posing. Right. Rita would be a terrific, uh, you know, older Mary Jane, too. I mean, it would, I mean she's an actress. And she's, right there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. It would, it would have been an interesting thing. I, I always felt, too, if the, uh, if the Raimi movies had gone another two films. Oh, no doubt. They probably would have had a kid, and uh, they could they could have chosen to name it May, or they could have gone a completely different direction. Who knows? You know? One thing I wanted to talk about with Kelly. Let me pull it up. Um, let me. The closet challenge. Yes, the fantastic. <laughs> oh God! Face to face, kind of sorta. That was so much fun. It so really Kelly, talk a bit Thank about you. what you did during the month of May to celebrate Spider Girl. All right. So my internet's unstable. So if I sound weird, I apologize. Uh, apologies. But uh, basically, while under this quarantine and COVID, I have absolutely nothing, had nothing to look forward to, especially because uh, Heroes Con, where I was hoping to meet you guys, um, you know, didn't happen. So I had nothing to really plan for. So I just kind of went, <laughs> what if I just pulled... Um, stuff out of my closet i haven't really changed sizes since high school and oh, i have a lot of lot of clothes and i was like let me just see what i can pull and i managed to find i think ultimately what was it 36 outfits yeah allison you did great it was great. Do you remember because yeah. i did more than i did way more than 31 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um look at that so i i just i did um are you seeing it? Uh, absolutely. I did a closet cosplay every day of May. Look at that one. May Day. Look at that. <laughs> our uh, our resident panelist, Adam Shingle, told me to wear that for tonight. And I was like, maybe not. <laughs> Sal lost the screen. I can't see us at the moment, but oh, there no. you go. I'm damn getting it back. Ah, here we go. Okay, Sal, look at look at this one. She she did the month of May dressed up as tried to cosplay as every as 30 different okay, outfits. That outfit, the older I get, the more cringy that outfit gets. And I enjoyed it and I needed to make that happen. So that was the one that I don't count for this. That was a bonus because I bought all of that off Amazon and super glued a Dalmatian costume onto a leather jacket oh, just one? to make that happen. Oh, that's a Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like the Dalmatian ears. I just totally nailed it. Oh, that's, you can't tell. It looks awesome. Let's see. Here we go. This is, I like this one. That was a good one. That was my favorite. Yeah. Nice. Maybe that was everyone's favorite. And of course, every single time, every single time I ever did those things, uh, anytime I had like some kind of midriff showing, I would go and I would like grab a pizza or something, and somebody'd be like, 
man, look at those abs. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Kelly, Sal, Sal, what were you saying? I'm just going to tell Kelly that I'm amazed at uh, your creativity. I mean, it's just fantastic. The way you uh, reproduce all these costumes is fantastic. Oh, that's really <laughs> Thank cool. Thank you. I, I, I account it to hoarding clothes. <laughs> and, the, and, and the quarantine, right? Yeah, and the quarantine. <laughs> Let me this is just so fantastic. Uh, let me oh then you did makeup to oh, get, God. get bruised. yeah the makeup so many people are upset with this um about the bruising and i i kind of cringe that i still have it there but i i wanted to try and otherwise this, it just didn't look right without it yeah yeah let's see we're all, we're all, probably only halfway through the month <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. We don't need to show all of it. It's oh. all on Instagram. <laughs> Sal needs to see it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Sal needs a nap. What? I'm much older than you guys, so just. What else are you doing on a Saturday night, Sal? Come on. Um, I sit in my chair and vegetate. <laughs> my wife, my wife is waiting for us to finish up. So we can both have uh, ice cream. I look so good. Oh, ice cream sandwiches! Wow, that sounds good. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Put a dampener on the whole thing, didn't it? <laughs> well, there you go. I think we went through the whole month. Oh, yeah, we did. We went through the whole month. There you yep, go. It went the whole month. <laughs> and the creator saw it, Kelly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron was, um, I think Ron commented on most of them every I day. I thought it was terrific. <laughs> I mean, I, it was a little, you know, I, I have to admit, I, my ego was a little involved in it. And, you know, it was nice to well, see. I mean, it was nice to see some pad outfits in there, too. But no, it, it, for me, it was, it was a, another taste of when we had. Again, I'm going to bring it up again because I, I'm going to get accused of being a sexist. But when Molly Laser and Nicole Wiley were our editors, um, it was always a, a, a wonderful support for me because they would – I was buying magazines that a guy my age shouldn't be buying because we wanted to make sure that, that we weren't being completely ridiculous with the fashions. And we didn't just want them to be jeans and T-shirts every issue, you know, that kind of thing. And so a compliment from one of the female editors was always, a, uh, you know, a boost that they would say, oh, I could certainly I could see my younger sister wearing that. You know, she's in high school now. And all this. and it felt good. You know, I mean, at one time I had her wearing Uggs and uh, Molly Laser called me up and went, I can't believe you ever wearing Uggs. That's terrific. You know, and everybody I knew, was, what's an Ugg? You know, but, uh, what's an Ugg? so I was I was trying to pay attention to this kind of thing. So it was neat. To see in a young woman's closet that you, because that was what was cool about the challenge. You weren't going out and buying this stuff. You weren't going to, uh, you know, the, the Salvation Army and and building these costumes. You were going. It was the closet challenge. You were going through mm -hmm. what you already had in your closet, and you were able yep. to reflect the outfits that closely. I got a big charge out of it. I was I was laughing every morning when you would put the next one up and and see what to see what you had done. That's so cool. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, and and 
yes, it, part of it's because I need an ego stroke every once in a while. <laughs> but it, it, it worked. I, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I thank you for doing it. Kelly, you had some I, questions. Thank you, guys, because I wouldn't have done it without Spider-Girl. So. <laughs> so, Kelly, you've got some questions, too, you want to hit, hit up. Yes. So I think technically I've asked two already. Yeah. So the only other one I haven't asked is if um, basically if Spider-Girl the end was not actually the end and y'all had still continued the series, what would the next storyline have been and would April have been killed off? That That's a, that's a hard one. Um, it's no, been forever. I, I apologize. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if if April would have been killed off. Um, she was just such a strong character. Um, we, we, we thought we had lost April a couple of times, but she just kept wanting to come back into the series. So we kind of, you know, it would, have, it would have been too much fun to explore that last moment when, um, her future self downloaded into her brain. Yeah. She would have been a fundamentally different character. And I think she would have had a chance to redeem herself in ways that uh, would have been fun to, to see. So I can almost guarantee had the strip continued, we would have gotten back around to her at some point. Knowing Tom, it probably would have cooled off quite a bit. And, you know, uh, we would have given it some time and let it play out. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain we would have gotten back around to April. She was too much fun. She was too much fun to uh, as a foil for Mayday. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah a also, lot of too. The... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was no, just no. gonna say, um, there's a Funko Pop. Mayhem is getting a Funko Pop at really? the end of the year. Really? Oh. Yeah. Not not Spider Girl still hasn't gotten one, but how does Mayhem? Mayhem get one? will. Because getting a Funko Pop, what? Well, because yeah. everybody's into the symbiotes now. It's all about the symbiotes now. Everybody wants to talk about the symbiotes now. Mm. It, it, you know, I got one more back office. Oh, okay. he's out cosplaying. Change. He's going to be cosplaying again. With a lot of the characters, you, you know, we would do these stories where we thought we were saying goodbye to them. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> and then they would, you know, they would haunt us and, and have to come back. Uh, <laughs> Tom, what about that fandom? It, it uh, the fans brought help bring this book back several times. I mean, it almost unheard of, I think. Yeah, um, it, you know, here's a sad reality of the direct market: mm -hmm. the sales only go down. Yeah, um, and that worked with every title except for Spider-Girl. Um, oh Spider-Girl, thanks to our fans, very stable title, and, and a lot of times we would bounce up, um, which used to drive the sales department crazy because they would, you know, they project, oh, you know, as of this number, you know, sales... <laughs> Sales will be down, so it's time to cancel the book. And they'd tell us this like six or eight months ahead of time. So we, we prepare for the end of the spider. And then as we got there, yeah. um, they, they, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times we're writing what we think is the last issue, and we get a call saying, nope, nope, we need six more issues. Yeah. Uh, 
it was a it was a, a heck of a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Uh, but but to address the fan situation, uh, yeah, Brad, it was it, you're right. The fans were very active and very smart. We've been blessed hey. with very. Sorry, guys, my internet is going crazy. <laughs> is everything all right in, in your neck of the woods, uh, Kelly? <sighs> yeah, um, I think it's. I, we the long running um, thing of eight to T is terrible. <laughs> my my internet right at eight just started going insane. So it it sounds a lot better now though. So I think we're good. Rob, so Rob, sorry guys. Rob says uh, Ron is the Diana Ross of comics. <laughs> I prefer I prefer share. But... <laughs> anyway, anyway, what I was is with the fans is that they were they were intelligent fans, very. Uh, passionate fans and 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 but but they were also smart in that instead of writing to marvel and complaining that they love the book and don't cancel the book and all this they they took it upon themselves to to produce their own flyers and to approach the retailers and to help sell the book to retailers and that was unheard of at the time i mean they, they, were, they were an amazing group of people that, that really spent their own money. At one point, they wanted to start some kind of a Kickstarter or something. And what if we put together the money? Will Tom and Ron do the book? You know, and Tom was going on the Spider-Girl message board and going, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't put us in the situation of having to say no to a situation like that. Uh, but that's how passionate they were about the book. And that, and that is more flattering than you can imagine. Tom and, yeah. Ron and and Sal too. You guys have been to conventions. You've seen Spider Girl cosplayers. Do you have some stories that you can share of memories that you have of the cosplayers of Spider Girl? Um, the cosplayers, the ones that dress up in, as Spider Girl. Sal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, what do you got, Sal? Actually. <laughs> oh, this sounds good, Sal. I want to hear it. <laughs> I had to think about. It. Because, okay. Uh, my memory is not what it used to be. So let me think about it, and the other guys okay. can answer okay. in the meantime. Danny Fingeroff says Ron has amazing fantasy 15 Spider Man eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's cross eyed. He's cross eyed. <laughs> what am I doing here? Come on. Come on, Grace. Kelly, what am I doing? Who am I? Who am I cosplaying? Um. <laughs> I think Bryce much more specific. You can't just say Spider Man. Um, are you a clone? No, no. I'm Miles Morales from the Spider Verse cartoon. Ah, okay. There you go. First okay. costume he wore. Okay. Okay. Boy, tough room. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough crowd. I. Tom, do you have any memories of Spider Girl cosplayers at conventions? Um, not really. I. Or even the first one you saw. Hey, I just started one. Oh, Sal's got one. Here we go. Yeah, very simple. Uh, we were um, in a costume judging uh, mode, uh, myself and a, a, a few other people. And these wonderful uh, costumes are coming along. This girl came along uh, dressed as Spider-Girl. And uh, I smiled. And she stuck her tongue out at me. <laughs> to this day, I have no idea why. 
she did it through the mask or what? That's funny. By the way, Rob says Diana Ross never heard crickets, Ron. Uh, <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. Ron, do you have any memories of a convention with the Spider-Girl cosplayers coming up to you? Uh, it, it, there was the one suit that was available for a while uh, that was the fairly prevalent. Um, I think, uh, Kelly, I think you had an experience with it, but you had some size. Disguise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That it, it was uh, made by Disguise, and it was under the Women of Marvel's line. And you were, yeah. I, I was seeing a lot. Uh, and when that suit came out, whether they knew it was Spider-Girl or not, or whether they just thought it was a female Spider-Man, I saw a lot of uh, people online with, that had ordered that suit. And I saw one or two of them at conventions and everything because it was at um, Baltimore that I saw it for the first time and realized that they didn't have webbing on the back. Yeah, <laughs> it really bugged me. It didn't have webbing on the back, yeah, and then I can never get it to fit right. There you go, Grace. Yeah, a lot of young women have done a wonderful job with the suit over the years, and and there's that weird thing about is it red and black? Because the spider mm -hmm. joins right in with the with the, the pants, um, yeah. or is it, or or should the spider be dark blue and and yeah. what what level of gloss it is and everything? And and mm -hmm. I there was a lot about that that suit that was available that I thought worked, but then there was also a lot about it. If it turned around, there was a lot that didn't work either. So yeah. some of the best ones I've seen have been you know either homemade or doctored, which I know yours was. Mm -hmm. uh, you actually uh, took a hand in and, and, and went in and uh, used the, the paint on the webbing. Yeah. Well, also Spider Bite um, Designs, who designed the suit. Here, I'll, I'll um, there you she, go. And this is going to be insane because I'm just going to move my leg up to the screen. But most of the time, it just has it like right here. Like this is where the red part of the webbing ends. I had to ask for an edit. And I, I had to work through language barriers to get this to move no upward no and then um, then ex basically figure out how to take that suit digital suit pattern and put it on, like, basically make sure that it scaled exactly right. And there was a lot of math involved, and I'm bad at math. <laughs> so. yeah. It sounds like it might have been easier just to go the way Grace went and make it yourself. Right? That's but, the reason why I picked the black suit, no webs. The other half. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's smart. <laughs> so, Kelly, you have some stories you talking about. There's one about a little girl that came up to you at a convention. Yeah. Talk about I love that story. Can you share that with these guys? Oh, yeah. So I was um, walking the parade um, I at Dragon Con. Dragon Con's huge southern, southeastern uh, convention. And we have a parade because it's through like an entire city block. And I call it Nerd de Gras because it's five days of just nerd insanity. And um, I was walking it as Spider-Girl. And this little girl was just, you know, sitting in a chair right on the edge. And she's just screaming, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And I come over to her and, you know, I just say hi. And she looks up at me and she goes, oh. Spider-Man can be a girl too. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And like her face just lit up like the 4th of July. And That's just awesome. the fact that like, you know, here, cause she wasn't looking at spider Gwen's or, you know, other spider women. 
she saw the mask as Spider-Man, and that's what she thought was so cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've also story. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I have um, also like I um, just before Dragon Con, um, I the what if 105 reprint had come out the dollar one i went through every comic book store here in atlanta and got as many copies as i could and all i did was i filled them up in my backpack um and whenever someone would come up to me especially little kids i would hand them what if so if i had it i just hand it to them and um there was a girl she was an adult uh, probably about my age she came up to me crying because she had never seen a spider girl before and it just awesome you know it made her day that there was somebody there and she had only ever had what if 105 didn't have the series but she basically she was like that issue inspired me to draw and i would sit there and i would copy the panels and until my my copy fell apart and so I opened up my backpack and I handed her the dollar issue and she started crying and then I started crying and, Aww. and I, that it, to me made one of the reasons why I did this suit was for myself, but to see that kind of reaction out of people and see how, how much spider girl has touched so many really makes me happy because like when I read it, I was by myself. Um, I, I know that there was the message boards online, but I was too young for the message boards for most of that run. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I didn't really get to participate and talk to people and connect to people. Yeah. Um, so just the fact that like, here's something that meant so much to me growing up can be used to connect to so many people um, is ridiculous and wild. And again, Thank you guys for creating her and writing the series. Tom, otherwise, Ron, I wouldn't have it. <laughs> Sal, what, what is it like to see your characters come to life in, in the cosplay form? What is that like to see it? You're talking about the, uh, the films that have been made? No, when you go to conventions and you see people like Kelly and Grace oh, and Allison. What's it like yeah, when you yeah, see them? Uh, it, it never ceases to fascinate me. Uh, that people go through all of this trouble to make these costumes and they fit yep. so beautifully, most of the time anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's really uh, an amazing experience. Yeah. Unfortunately, I haven't done conventions for quite some time now, but um, that, that really was an experience. I, yeah. I enjoyed it so much yeah. and it was so much fun. And except for the girl that stuck her tongue out at me. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what's it like for you to see that come to life? I, I'm just in awe. I, I, the, you know, the amount of work that, you know, you, you, you young ladies put into your costumes and, you know, and, and how you stay in character, just, it just, you know, boggles the mind. I, um, you know, Ron and I accept the fact that we're maniacs and, um, and, and, you know, twist ourselves into pretzels to try to produce the best stories we can, we can produce, but to see, you know, people like you putting the same effort <laughs> into your cosplay, just, 
you know, it just warms the heart. It just uh, it makes us feel that you know that that it was all worth it. <laughs> uh, and playing off it, Brad, your very first question of the evening, yeah, was what about why is it that we're talking about Spider Girl in 2020 and Brad, what, what's her staying power? It's not us. It's Kelly and it's Grace and it's uh, Allison. It's the people who are still cosplaying the character and still care about the character. That's they're they're the only ones really putting her out in the public eye, uh, rather than the Spider Gwens and the uh, Silks and all those characters. I mean, I know they're being cosplayed and cosplayed very well too. Mm -hmm. But it's wonderful that May Day is still kept in front of people. But it's it's by these it's by people like this. It's not. I mean, we, we're very rarely getting the opportunity to, uh, to to put in our two cents on the character all, all that much anymore. So it's the, the fans are keeping the character alive, and that's incredibly gratifying. Yeah. And that, that leads into my last question before we open it up to everybody <laughs> with questions. Uh, by the way, uh, YouTube and Facebook, get ready for questions. We're going to open up the gates. I told a lot of people to come and ask their questions. Yeah. They no, wanted no, me to we're, ask. We're going to do it right before we're done. <laughs> So, Tom and Ron and Sal, how do we get more Spider-Girl books? What do we <laughs> do? What, how do we bring her back? With you three behind the, the wheel. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. How do we get Bogey to make a sequel to the Maltese Falcon? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I really can't see that ever happening. Um, see, now I have faith that it will. And it happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep thinking I've done my last comic book story. Um, and, I hope not. <laughs> well, every time he thinks he's out, they drag him back in. I mean, it, it, she very well might be in the sequel of Into the Spider Verse. They kept making the the kid jokes uh, throughout the first one with Peter B. Parker. Right. Yeah, you could yeah. you could totally give her. Yeah. Yeah, anything is possible. Listen, I, I was I was stunned to see people talk with the Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah, yeah <same. laughs> um, But uh, you know, I, I I can't see Marvel calling us back. Uh, they've called us back a couple of times for some small stories here and there. Um, uh, but you know, I uh, Sal, could you do a monthly book again? Sal, can you do a monthly book? Yeah, do Spider Girl again? No, no, just uh, inking. If if can you can you come oh, back yeah. and do Spider Girl? Oh no, let him pencil it. <laughs> what what'd you say, Sal? I think I can handle one, maybe two a month. Sure. <laughs> I think Sal's up for it. Ron, you you, you know, lay your pencil down, Sal. <laughs> I'm on vacation. <laughs> So listen, if they could get Sal and Ron back, then I'm then I'm back too. But awesome. but I, I really can't see Marvel, you know, I can't Tom, see Marvel wanting us back. The, Tom is the, the former editor in chief. Should we email? Should we handwrite to the spider editors? Who should we write to make this happen? I, I you know I I think handwriting letters, yeah, um, works because they get so so few letters, actual letters in the okay. office one has such great significance to them and I, I just send them to cb oh okay the editor-in-chief yeah 
Yeah, send them to, to CB. Yeah. Whatever you want. Um, and I think in the Marvel will will respond to that. No doubt. That's All right. Um, let's. Oh, oh but, go ahead. Ron. Um, <laughs> the idea of going on a, doing this. <laughs> yeah, you know, this, this we may be, you know, at least one of us may be too old for this, you know, to to, to do a monthly book again. And I'm talking about Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, Benjamin, we're going to open it up to questions. So start bringing those questions in on Facebook and YouTube. Benjamin says, Kelly, your story about spider girl fans was, uh, is heartwarming. It really uh, is. Brad, can I, can I address that for a second too? Yes, sir. Go ahead. I, uh, at one point I had the privilege of, uh, some private messaging back and forth with Kelly and she had told the story that she told tonight on one of your other, uh, live streams that, uh -huh. that I was, that I was looking in on. And it, it affected me, but I, you know, we, we try to live these characters. We live with these characters a lot uh, as creators. And, you know, with, with a character like Eric Masterson or even Thor or Peter Parker, you know, Tom and I have our own experiences to draw from and our own uh, backgrounds to draw from. And, uh, and Spider-Girl has been a, a, a different, by, by definition, has been a different experience for us. Uh, Tom, as he said, uh, uh, you know, looks to his uh, his niece and her dynamic with her father. I know Pat Olive would, would look at his uh, his dynamic with his sister uh, and would bring that up occasionally. You know, he once pointed out that I was the only one that saw May Day uh, as a, a romantic figure or even as a physical character because my only access to the character, was, I mean, I do have a young sister, but, but my access to the character was women I have known, uh, hmm. uh, whether romantically or otherwise. And I have a lot of female friends. And, and so it, it was from observation as much as anything. But that's one character that we can't walk a mile in her shoes. You know, uh, I've been, when I, in my younger days, I had a Spider-Man costume and I got to play Spider-Man for some friends of, uh, you know, my, my friends and their kids. And I have pictures that I will uh, be buried with because at one point I could put on a Spider-Man costume and, and nobody, nobody laughed or had me arrested. <laughs> um, and so there, you know, I, I had, I had a chance to be Spider-Man for people. And I've had a chance to be Batman for people. I bought the whole big rubber suit and everything a couple of times and, and did some uh, signings and autographs as Batman and stuff. And Adam West always said, the greatest privilege is to get to be the character for people yeah. and to have the kids react yeah. to you as the character, you know. Uh, and it is. It's wonderful. I, one time I, was, I, I wore my Spider-Man costume uh, to my nephew's grade school for their Halloween parade. And this little girl who was dressed as a, uh, a ladybug. Mm. I mean, I was in full costume with the, the full face mask and everything, but she knew Spider-Man. And she, she latched onto me, literally. She came over and just held my hand Aww. and wanted to do the parade with me and everything. So I, I, I got to lead the parade, and she was right there with me and was my sidekick, you know, Spider-Man and Ladybug. Oh, um, that's cute. Aww. And it was it was amazing to me because she loved Spider Man and she wasn't afraid of the full face mask at all. And I know grown people who are unnerved by full face masks. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. Well, look at Florida. Anyway, 
So I've got I thank Kelly for the insight of you know somebody experiencing the character and and Grace and anybody who is able and and has had the you know the the experience that I'll never have of of getting to channel Mayday uh, and have those experiences. I you know I'm jealous because. Uh, I love the character, but that's one character I'm never going to get to be. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's been fun to see to see it play out. Like I've been aware of other of other cosplayers doing May Day and everything, but uh, you know, hearing Kelly's personal connection to the character and everything, it's it's, it's a very different thing, and it's very much appreciated. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's humbling to have the yeah. character grow beyond. Our contributions to it and become its and become its own thing. So, Sal, we got a question. Uh, is Sal do, still doing sketches? You can find them up on Cat Skills Comics. Also, uh, Friends does sketches here too. Yes, yep. Sal and I are, are both members of Cat Skill Comics. Mr. Scott Crest will take care of you. No doubt. You can go to CatSkillsComics.com. There's Sal's page, and Ron. Yeah. Your page is right here. Matt Olive is also a member of Catskill Comics. Yep. Yep. So there you go. You oh, hey, look. Where is it? What? Yeah, that's pretty much all I'm doing Up now. There. Well, they've got, they still have these for sale. We still, we may still have some copies of uh, the Spider Girl 105 reprint. Yeah. Yeah, you got that, the dollar oh, count. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> so I, I have it framed. <laughs> framed. <laughs> Our friend George here, let me uh, oh, remove this. Hi, George. George says, Sal is a workhorse. Yes, Sal <laughs> is indeed a workhorse. Uh, Rob says, never say never, gentlemen. <laughs> well, he might have something there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so close says, Spider-Girl was a book you wanted to buy. Uh, if you will it, it is no dream, says Adam. Uh, Adam, oh, the other Adam says, <laughs> Spider-Verse 2, that would be good. Uh, George wants to know what's the greatest lesson May ever learned from her father. That's a good one. Responsibility. There you go. Uh, Venkman wants to know Tom and Ron in your original amazing Spider-Man run from the eighties. If it hadn't ended prematurely, what would you have done if it had continued? A lot more stories. Yeah. And tell Spider-Man stories until, I mean, I had friends of mine that said they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to drag Ron Friends off that book. Little did they know that's exactly what would happen. Uh, we were we were blown off the book with uh, individual sticks of dynamite. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would have gone on. I mean, for years. Had we, yeah. we we had I, I had a notebook full of full of story ideas, and um, you know, we would just. You know, kept on trucking. Uh, that notebook eventually got thrown out. Um, That's sad. I would have loved to seen your you guys continue. I I, I just think that was so such a sad move that that happened. Uh, K, go ahead. Oh no! K I just said it was unfortunate. I agree with you, Brad. Yeah. Which, which in itself is news. I agree, I agree with Brad. <laughs> KOWA says, I looked up the circulation. Spider-Girl 97 was at 17,000. Issue 100 was at 22. Demand the trades, right, Marvel? There are the trades. The, yep. the big Ultimate Editions. Volume 3 got delayed due to COVID, um, yeah. but it'll be out early 2021. Uh, I Matt say this like every issue I'm on, or every episode I'm on. I keep reminding I people to go pre-order it. 
Matt wants to know how the digests were selling at the end. They were selling great. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, Scholastic got greedy and wanted to renegotiate the cut, and uh, they just decided Marvel decided it was easier to just stop publishing. Uh, yeah, the, the the digests were actually Marvel's best-selling trade trade paperbacks. They were selling like hundred and twenty thousand copies an issue. Wow. Tevia, no, oh, sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Oh, they, they were doing great. Yeah, Tevia wants to know, uh, Tom and Ron, what you feel about Spider Girl, Mayday Parker meeting Anya Caranzo in that tie-in book for Spider Geddon. But I, she met she met Anya in Amazing Spider Girl. They switched bodies. Oh, sorry. I think you yeah. need. I think you need to explain that a little bit, Kelly. <laughs> I, mean, I should, but at the same time, I. I mean, that's if you well, felt my, confused, so did I when I first read that. Um, our our relationship with uh, with with Anya with uh, Aranya was always complicated, wasn't it, Tom? Um, yeah, it, it was. You know, because early on, uh, our issue seventy five was meant to be the issue where we were told that uh, Aranya was going to take the Spider Girl title, and that we were going to become Spider Woman. Which is a phrase I never thought I'd say, Tom. We were going to be <laughs> We were just going to put in a scooch and we were both going to... Never mind. Anyway, um, so issue 75 was going to be the turning point. That was going to be... Uh, there was a... It was going to be a big scene at the end where she's fighting uh, Kodiak and she, you know, declares that he's no longer Spider-Girl, she's Spider-Woman. And uh, and it was not until the eleventh hour, literally, we were working on the book uh, that we were contacted, and, and there was enough pushback from our fans that said we're not going to do it. They decided they weren't going to do it. They were going to call Aranya Aranya, and we were being going to be left alone. And I mm -hmm. said, well, that's nice, except what does she say at the end now? <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was basically something like, I'm tired. I'm going home. You know? <laughs> Um, so, so the big declarative panel was not, there was nothing to declare, thankfully. Yeah. And we went on from 75. And, and Aranya as a character, I, I didn't have a problem with Aranya as it was. I mean, uh, you know, the streetwise Latina and all this kind of stuff. I, I was disappointed when they finally did steal our name yeah. after we were, after we had been canceled and they finally did take the name spider girl and they took a lot of the streetwise latina out you know i mean it was they they kind of uh mm -hmm. white character a bit and so in amazing you know yeah. I, I enjoyed handling the character as an adult and amazing I, I enjoyed the dynamic between the two characters uh the, the bit that tom and i came up with where she kept referring to her as little sister mm. spanish and uh, and May knew what it was. May yeah. understood what she was saying, and you know makes the point at the end of the story that you know one thing I'm not is your little sister. Um, uh, Kenneth has. I think this one's aimed at Tom, yeah. not Ron. What's the hardest part of writing Spider Girl and Spider Man, Tom? No, that's right, Ken. I wrote all the. Tom, <laughs> you know, the, the credits. <laughs> all the good ideas came from Ron. I came up with all the stuff he didn't like. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if there was a hard part. Um, you know, once once Ron and I understood the characters, um, the stories kind of wrote themselves. Um, Ron and I used to spend hours on the phone 
just discussing what was going on in Mayday's life or what was going on in Peter's life. Um, and then every once in a while we'd say, okay, yeah, I guess we've got to come up with a story. We start throwing out ideas and, you know, in the end of the conversation, we had a story. I, the stories were, were, were easy. I, you know, I think yeah. the hardest part was spending two or three hours on the phone all the time. <laughs> Matt wants to know why you called McFarland's <laughs> webbing spaghetti. <laughs> Tom. I never did that. <laughs> what? You know, the, the, the Spider-Man's webbing, spaghetti webbing. Yeah. That was someone else who did it. Um, uh, but it, it's somebody that everybody has a, a great respect for. And, uh, you know, Todd uh, heard about it, but he needed, he, he needed to have a bigger villain. Um, so, so he chose me as the guy who, you know, called the, it. The Italian. He chose the Italian. <laughs> yeah. The other guy who did it was also Italian. But, oh, was but he, he? Yeah, you know who he was. No, why Why aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Anime Hunter wants to know, were you ever attempted to tackle Amazing Spider-Man 418 where Spider-Man and Peter Mar Mary Jane's baby was still only to find Norman Osborn and paid someone to get her for him? Or is my memory fuzzy and you already did? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the whole Spider Girl series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the premise of the entire Spider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kowa, everything you guys touched was golden, and your earnest and heart was shown on the page. There you go. That's nice. That's very nice to say because we, yeah, we're, we try to leave it all on the uh, on the page if we can. Yeah. We have Mark Ditko, who is we, Steve Ditko's nephew, I think. Uh, props to Steve or, Dan. Is he or I mean he, he is. I I've, I've talked okay. to him. Before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they did it all. They yeah. are they are the root of the entire tree. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Sal, this one's for you from Rob. He wants to know: Can you share a memory about Joe Sennett? I always loved your work with him. Same for Ron and Tom. Thanks. Uh, well, uh, my only regret is that I didn't know Joe better than I did. We didn't have that much communication between us. But you know what? What was so impressive about Joe is that he was not only a very gifted guy; he was probably one of the nicest people in the industry. Absolutely, just uh, first first class, just first class, and. Uh, the, the few conversations that we did have, I enjoyed very much. Awesome. Joe was a very sweet guy. Yeah. Just he really was. Sweet. He really was. Yeah. And he will be terribly missed. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one of the things I, I pointed out on Facebook is that those of us who were fortunate enough to know him, we were always talking about the man first and the work second. Mm -hmm. uh, the fans got to enjoy the work. We were doubly blessed because knowing Joe was uh, a, a very wonderful pleasure. Um, I mean, on, on the, the subject of Joe Sinnott being Joe Sinnott, uh, on the occasion of his 80th birthday, Tom and I collaborated on, I, I did a piece of uh, The Thing in a, a Yankees outfit because Joe was a big baseball fan. Uh, and the, the, the point on the signature was, Back in the day, you weren't a Marvel guy until you got to work with Joe Sennett. 
Um, and I was blessed very early on in a what if story to be inked by Joe for the first time. And you don't feel like you're a Marvel guy until you get inked by Joe Sennett. And I was lucky <laughs> enough to do that. When he came on board for issue 400 of Thor, it was like the skies opened up and the angels sang. And <laughs> we, we, were, you know, we, we were legitimate at that point. You know, Tom and I are just two little knuckleheads who are throwing, throwing <laughs> our ideas against the wall. But when you, when you get paired with, uh, with a Joe Sennett or, you know, a Tom Palmer or a Sal Buscema, uh, you feel legitimate. You feel like, oh, now we're doing Marvel Comics. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Hey, uh, Sal, Jeff has a question. What was it like to work with Steve Gerber on the Defenders? Those books were my all-time favorite comics. He's talking about uh, Captain America, right? No, the Steve Gerber Defenders. Steve Gerber on the Defenders. Defenders. With the Bozos. Out of the loop I am. I can't even remember what the heck I was doing. <laughs> no, I, the Defenders was uh, was a great series, and uh, I enjoyed it so much. The only problem with it is that it's doing the group books is very very difficult. Yeah. And uh, I, I I really believe me when I finished the story, I was exhausted. Uh, simply for that reason, but the the whole experience first rate, and yeah. working with Steve was uh, terrific. Yeah. Um. Wh where did the question go that I had? Okay. Uh. George says, Ron, I had that '80s poster with Spider-Man and Green Goblin, Hobgoblin split down the middle with the classic villains on one side and the new eighties villains on the other side of my door for years, even in college. And you did a new commission on that right there. So I love that new commission. That looks so good. Actually, there was a, a commissioner who we did a series of for him where he did different characters as old and new. And uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Now, we haven't done one in a while. I mean, we may be done, but uh, I did an Iron Man and a Thor and a, Oh yeah, they're over, you, they're over yeah. here. I can pull mm -hmm. them up. It was fun to revisit them, but uh, you know, I mean, it, it was yeah, you know, this Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. The himself actually did a layout to suggest how to split the Fantastic Four, and I used it because Bob DeFalco once told me if somebody offers you an idea, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, they were all they were all inked by Mr. Brett Breeding as well. So how yeah. long would how long did something like that take to do? I can't imagine. Oh, Ten or fifteen minutes, Brad. Come on, okay. <laughs> professionals. Look at the Iron Man one. That one looks so cool too. Very nice, very nice. Okay, let me get back to the questions. Uh, to Tom and Ron, can you talk a bit about your untold tales story from? ASM Annual 1996, where he worked with Ramita Sr. That's one of my favorite comics. I'm waiting for Tom to remember which one he's talking about. <laughs> I think it's Spider-Man Annual 96. Spider-Man 96, it was called. Yeah. That, that's the one with the Craven, right? Yes. yes, Tom. Oh, my God. Look at that. <laughs> I am impressed as heck. That is crazy. There you go. Is it this one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That one. All right. The, the only reason I remember that is because I've got a a piece of the original artwork hanging hanging on my wall. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Who gave you and that? I, you know. <laughs> Who gave you that? I, I always walk past it, and you know. 
Ron, you look pretty good with Romito over you. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> what a weird way to say that. You're senile. Uh, no, uh, it was an incredible pleasure anytime I got to work with Mr. Romito. Yeah. Yeah. Sal, Rob wants to know was there one book you wanted to work on, but you never did? Good grief. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I can't think of a book that I didn't work on. <laughs> it's just it's true. That, That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I think I did pretty much every one of the major Marvel characters at one time or another. They may have been just maybe just one or two shots, but I think I, I did pretty much all of them. I don't mm-hmm. know. Did Tom, Ron, do you remember? Can you help me out? Yeah, here? I remember if there's any books you didn't do. No, I don't think there are any books. You didn't do. I mean, if, if you ask Tom and I that question, I would say, say Captain America, but you did Captain America. My hand got very tired. <laughs> you, never, you never did a, a substantial run on the Fantastic Four. You did a lot of fill-ins, and you did a, a yeah. brief period of Fantastic Four stories. You were never really, you never did a long run. Oh no, no. Right, you're, yeah, you're right. Thank, thank you. Tom, is that your bride? <laughs> that that is my lovely bride. Hi there. Hi. Nice you, Mrs. DeFalco. Hey, how are you, dear? South. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Oh. Uh, stand as hot as a beautiful lady like you. <laughs> Here's a question for Mrs. DeFalco. Do you like the beard or no beard? No beard. No beard. <laughs> Clean shaven, huh? <laughs> oh, friends is giving a thumbs down. Friends likes the beard. Mrs. DeFalco has to live with the man, Ron. I mean, <laughs> hey, I was here first. You were here first. Ron is the other woman. Oh, Ron is the other woman. Oh, man. You're the other woman. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Hey, Rob wants to know, how's it like breathing in that mask, Ron? What is, how is it breathing? It's fine. Wear a mask. Yeah. Wear a mask. There you go. It doesn't have the plastic in it like mine. Oh, no, it does not have a shell. Yeah. No, Kelly, they, can you show them the uh you, you did something special with your eyes on the uh, mask there? You made them look exactly like what, what I did actually yeah, like full screen. Um, so they were designed um originally by me, but I did not get to complete them. Um a friend of mine did that. But I I did everything I could to make sure that they looked exactly like uh from what if one oh five. Yep. So they got little points at the top. Yeah. Yes. Actually, she I, has the, the cat eye. Yeah, I think the points came later. I think I think it was I think it was Pat that added the points, Kelly. I'm not sure. I think hers are bigger than what you wound up doing for amazing, but well there were there were periods of amazing where I lost the points and then I brought them yeah. back. Because yeah. I think the um, eyes look more narrow. I thought it would make her look more mature if I made the eyes uh, more narrow and cat like, um, yeah. but that uh, nobody seemed to like that. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I went by this particularly from the splash page, and it did, does it add, does that have the little white? Yes. Little, no kid. Okay. Yes. Genius. I um, am. A genius. 
<laughs> you are. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, if, if, if Brad wants to Google foo, Oh, okay. Appropriately, because uh, unfortunately, my ring light makes that really blurry. But it does have it does have the points. Yeah, um, yeah. If you look up the this little spot, this page from What If One Hundred Five, I'm pretty sure if you just type in Spider Girl, it'll pop up at some point. Although, um, a lot of a lot of newer cosplayers are cosplaying uh, Mayday but only because they think she's going to be in Spider-Verse. But it, it's, it's been, so they might pop up first now, but it's been fun because at least it gives them some, a way into the comics and to learn. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. So hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. I used to take great pleasure whenever anybody else would draw Spider-Girl that they weren't recognizing that her eyes were, had that slight difference from, uh, from Peter's. So we, we used to take great uh, private glee when people would draw her wrong, you know. That, <laughs> but uh, so that, it's really interesting that you, you captured that and, uh, and realized it. Still looking, it, Kelly. It, just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. Um, a lot of people like to use, especially on the face shells for Spider-Girl, they like to use yeah. the ultimate, Spider-Man ultimate eye. And because it, it, it has a point and it's close but it just wasn't close enough for me. Uh, and, you know, y'all say that y'all are, y'all are uh, crazy with the stories, but like, I, I am crazy no, on. Here's the point. Yeah. Uh, got it. So um, I'm, I'm super crazy on details. And for me, cause of how much mating meant, meant to me, like I literally, I've been cosplaying since I was 18 wow. and it took me, Basically, to a whole ten years before I this I felt I could uh, do made a some kind of justice. And honestly, it wasn't until I put the suit on and was out on the floor that I felt that because I, to me, she's like way up top, and then I'm just myself. So, yeah. you know, it, it's. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave soon because no doubt. No doubt. Even Rob is is saying that you need to let Sal go have his ice cream sandwich. So (laughs) you already had it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, no doubt. How How about we go around for final thoughts? Sal, any final thoughts about this show, Spider Girl in general? Anything you'd like to say, Sal? Well, just generally, this has been a blast. Uh, I uh, I always enjoy working with my partners in crime, Ron and Tom, and uh, they will be my partners in crime forever for for however long I'm going to be around. <laughs> and uh, it was really a nice experience. It was nice talking to uh, Kelly and Grace and uh, all the other fans that called in. Uh, it's always a blast when that happens, and I enjoy it so much. It's so gratifying, and I still can't believe that all of this has happened. It's uh, it's amazing. Right. If you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> well, you're the best, Sal. I got nothing but respect for you. You're you're awesome. Oh, you're very kind, Brett. Thank <laughs> you so much. Tom, final thoughts. What do you want to say? Well, I you know I I just want to thank everybody. I, I you know Kelly, Grace, and, and all the fans. Um, it, you know. Guys, Sal and 
you know, Ron and I, we, we do most of our work in, in isolation. Um, you know, we're, we're locked up in a room by ourselves for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. Um, you know, trying to breathe life into these characters. And um, it, it's to find out that the world really meant something to, to you people. Uh, it, it is just so gratifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I am so thrilled when I, when I meet fans and go to, you know, go to the occasional conventions. Um, I, I just want to, Tom, Tom's internet is about really oh there he goes there's there go. well Tom thank you so much for all the the reading over the years I've been reading since the 80s it's been a pleasure uh let's see Grace final thoughts what would you like to say to everybody <laughs> I want to thank you guys so much for making essentially the gateway drug into comics for me it's the first book I ever read Ron didn't even know me, but he signed a book for me and left it in a comic book store for me. Oh, hold on. Hold, hold that up. Hold that up, Grace. Let me see it. You just heard a girl picking up back issues at a local shop, so he left it for me. <laughs> Look at that, Ron. Did, did I, were you there when I remarked it, or was it already in the box? No, it was already there. You just, <laughs> yeah. I never got to meet you in person. Sorry. Well, you just oh. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Kelly, final thoughts. What what do you what go? <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I thank you guys for coming on. I definitely would not uh, want to have technical difficulties uh, with anyone else. So I oh yeah graciously appreciate that. And just thank you guys so much for writing a character that means so much to me. Um it's really like as it's weird to say that a care you know a fictional character saved my life but like these stories and these comics have gotten me i mean got me through adolescence and all the horrible teenage-ness um but also there have been times in in my 20s where i've been in a dark place and just being able to have it like on my phone or being able to go pull pull it off myself and have that moment of comfort with that character means a lot. And it wouldn't have happened without you guys creating, creating her and writing the stories as long as you did. So thank you. Seriously. Um, you are welcome. Thank you. So I've never said this, Ron, can you take the mask off for your final <laughs> thought <laughs> so we can see your face? Yeah. Uh, Allison is also, I think, back if we want to bring oh, her back oh, on. She had to feed her baby. Let me get her a uh, final thought before we go to Ron. Allison, you had to feed the baby. Uh, just want to say thank you for letting me join you guys. It was great getting to hear your stories and ask you questions. And um, Oh, we never showed so off Allison's art. Girl. Oh, we uh, did. I think okay. Kelly summed it up pretty well, honestly. Um, but, yeah. I wanted to show uh, Allison's art real quick. Let me uh, paste it up. I had some tabs open. Allison, let me see. Because she, she is honestly, I think, my favorite Spider-Girl fan artist. Okay, so Aww. let me add that to stream. There let me see if there's art... You did one of Kelly as Spider Girl. Yeah, you yes. have to scroll for a little bit. Oh okay. yeah. Well, I was just gonna go up and go to the there's go to the one where she did 
the wonderful comic about uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, is oh, it up it here? In this yeah. one? Yeah. No, no, no. Go down. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, God. No. Brad. Brad. Go down. <laughs> right there. Oh, there it right is. Side nine. What did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> and there was a spider girl mermaid that you drew. Let me oh, well, that's way back. No, yeah. there's Kelly. Uh, You're getting there. Yeah. Oh, there she, there is. she is. Yep, one of the mermaid prompts. Mayday area. Over here was a mermaid. Yep. <laughs> Hang it up to school. We're gonna put you out of business. <laughs> <laughs> There's always somebody getting off the bus down the block, Sal. <laughs> Ready to knock you off your perch. I tell you. All right. So I'm giving the final thoughts to the tech wizard, Ron Friends. No tech problems at all tonight. Yeah, no. I did not. I did not because I started at like 4 o'clock this afternoon to make sure that I had everything I needed to join this party. But, you know, I just care more. Than a lot of other people. <laughs> it's my curse. It's it's always been a, a point of irritation between Tom and I that I care so well, much more. You have a lot more free time than the rest of us. <laughs> hey, I'm still working in comics, you bum. Oh, yeah, we need to be able. Oh. We need to give uh, Ron and Sal a chance to plug sit comics and yeah, comics tell us what's going up. Yeah. Oh, Blue yeah. Baron, uh, and uh, we're doing the uh, the the Justice League, the Avengers of the Sitcomics Universe, the Heroes Union, and uh, Sal is working on pages now. I'm working on pages now. It'll be a new uh, debut coming uh, next year. There you go, right there, Sitcomics. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's TV. You read. It's a it was a wonderful line of books coming. Uh, DeFalco is actually going to be doing some writing for us in the future, and Roger Stern is, is working oh, with wow. the Euros Union. Uh, Todd DeZago from Spider-Man has done some work uh, on, on uh, one of the solo characters, Startup. So uh, it's uh, if you enjoy the Marvel comics of the 70s and 80s, you will love what uh, Darren yeah. Henry is doing with comics. So thank you, Kelly, for no, no doubt. the opportunity. I appreciate that. Yep. Tom, is there anything else coming out that you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> not really? Okay. <laughs> He's having a steak. Okay. <laughs> what hey. So, Ron, final thoughts. You get to close the whole show up. What's your final thoughts on all these cosplayers, all the love of Spider-Girl? Uh, it's, it's, it's an incredibly humbling thing. I, you know, Tom, we, he's right. We, talk on the phone and have conversations that no grown men should have and we get paid for it. And uh, we do uh, invest a ridiculous amount of ourselves in the work. Um, And it's nothing but flattering and humbling. And, uh, and it fills our hearts when, when people react to the work as positively as, as, as uh, you, you do and that you're out there representing the character so well. Uh, we couldn't ask for better representatives uh, to the next generation of fans, uh, to the present generation of fans, than than you as ambassadors of the character. And so we thank you for keeping the character alive. Uh, you're doing a much better job of it, and you're doing it much more actively than 
than Tom and Sal and I have an opportunity to do right now. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, and, and Brad, you, you annoyed the crap out of me. And uh, you, I, did, I did what? Sal was talking to me in one ear. What'd you say, Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. What'd you say? I think Roger's I said, I said, you, I, you've always annoyed the crap out of me and, and you continue to do so and I and I appreciate it. It's okay. I, there's an ongoing gag on this show about how if there's a question, I should email Tom DeFalco at three in the morning, which I've done I, I before. Where? Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? So you're not, I you're not gonna see it till 10 o'clock the next morning anyway. <laughs> What are you so, talking about? I get up every day by the crack of noon. There you go. All right, gentlemen and ladies, it's been a pleasure. We've had a lot of viewers on this yes. podcast. So it's been How many uh, viewers did you have, Brad? Was it better than a normal? Uh, uh, I won't know until I hit end, but we've oh, never okay. gone under 50 at any point. On, nice. on this whole broadcast. Good. So that's crazy. That's a, that's a lot. And these <laughs> these comments were coming in fast and heavy. So well, and while I'm thanking the ladies for cosplaying and everything, Brad, thank yeah. you for the uh, the Spider-Man crawl space. I mean, oh. it's it's got to be one of the one of the longest lasting uh, Spider-Man websites. Yeah, we started in 1998. 1998 yeah. is when we started. Yeah, so, yeah. for computers, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started on dial-up. Just talking about the latest issue of Spider-Man. No know? doubt. That, that 1998. No, you guys make it, you keep it fun. I mean, sometimes the books and sometimes the politics and sometimes the, the, the office dynamics and the creative dynamics seem to beat all the fun out of it. And so we rely on the fans to keep it fun. So it's websites like, like the Crawl Space that do that, that keep the... the the reason why people enjoy Spider-Man, you guys keep that reason at the forefront. You keep it fun. And uh, I can't thank you enough for that. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take the first compliment of the night from friends. That's awesome. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to it. I'm so used to it. All you right. Can cause what for you. <laughs> we got uh, to get you an ascot. Or a, or a what'd you call me? No. <laughs> <laughs> At some at some point, we need to get him an actual kingpin costume. Yeah, uh, the, the cravat and the, or the whatever and the pin. And, yeah. and I've shared this story with Kelly. I was at the Chicago Comic Con one time, and I got on an elevator, and a guy was dressed in something. I don't remember what he was. He looked at me. He goes, "That's a great kingpin." I'm like, "I'm not cosplaying, sir." <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my story is a little different. I get on elevators at conventions and people go, what the hell are you supposed to be? <laughs> and it hurts. It just hurts. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.